Welcome to the Everletic Bites Expert Chats Podcast, where we get professional insights from thought leaders in marketing and business communication so you can amplify your campaigns. Welcome to the Everlytic Bites podcast. Our guest today is J.D. Engelbrecht, who is the Managing Director at Everlytic. He has competencies in advanced data analytics and data science, digital marketing technology ecosystems, and strategic distribution via business developments and alliances. Expertise that's gained traction thanks to his solid grasp of business fundamentals spanning all organizational functions. And that's exactly why we have him here today to talk about making sense of data and automation strategy. Welcome. Thanks. Great to be here, Karen. My mom always said that I have a face for radio, so I suppose a podcast was just a matter of time. (laughs) So let's do this and please be gentle. Awesome. I will. Many businesses have a wealth of data at their fingertips without an inkling on how to access it, understand it, or even use it effectively. What do you feel is a common misconception in the market when it comes to data and analyzing the data? Well, if you promise that you'll make the questions easier after this, I'll answer this one for you. (laughs) Uh, So sophisticated technology creates insight from chaos and it presents this solution to maintaining and growing individual and unique concurrent relationships with millions of consumers at the same time that pretty much simulate human intelligence. It all starts and ends with data. Working with poor data that doesn't paint a complete picture will make you do rather stupid things and make some very expensive mistakes. People often believe that a data and automation strategy is a technology problem to solve, but it's not. It is an organizational coordination and resourcing challenge. So if you think you are going to buy technology that will solve the challenge, you're going to have a bad time and you're going to hate life for quite a while. Technology is of course the ultimate enabler. You can't do this without it, but you can't lead with it. In short, don't buy or build technology until you know exactly what you have, what it means, and have exactly mapped out what it is that you want to achieve. Mm, makes sense. Set your objectives up front of what you want to achieve and how to use the data and then let the technology do the driving. As businesses, we are constantly competing for our customers' attention. What is really going to set us apart from our competitors? Well, it's very, very simple. We just must say exactly the right things at exactly the right time to exactly the right people and they must believe us and engage with us. Simple as that. Magic. This requires us to responsively leverage the data at our disposal, grab the attention of our consumers amidst a bombardment of marketing stimuli, and build a bank of trust that facilitates our relationship with them. Data, trust, and attention are inherently linked and form the combined platform to execute your marketing strategy from. Whilst the execution through automation is sexier, getting your data footing in place will determine your ultimate success. Mm. And what types of data could we gain insights from that would help us deliver a better customer experience? Well, there's so much data of various types flowing through a business at massive velocity and volume. We can roughly group such into the following categories. You have descriptive data that represents the things that you could probably determine if you looked at a person, uh, their gender, location, age. Then you have transactional data These are the things you log as a result of a transactional engagement. So the products they buy, when they buy it, what the basket sizes are. When you move to contextual data, this is what comes from observations based on users' engagement with your business. So this would be the 
position in the conversion funnel, device patterns, engagement patterns, and so forth. When you then get to the more interesting bucket of data, the inferred data, it's produced as a result of running data through augmentation models to provide advanced insights. So these are things like conversion probability, engagement scoring, predictive modeling, preferences, and other jargon that you were probably going to read on the internet. You'll find that 80% of your success, however, comes from simple insights that's quite easy to obtain. In other words, you don't need expensive data science teams to unlock the first tranche of value. I often think that we try and overcomplicate things. So now I have all of this data, what are my next steps? Karen, seriously, am I being paid for this consultation? Ha, your check is in the mail. Okay, good. So first you want to start off by creating a universal accessible data pool to ensure easy access, to actually be able to get things done. At this stage, we must surface the data and create a universal data pool that is consistent, understandable, accurate, and easily accessible via an integration layer. This will expose the holistic data for the group and other systems so that you can operationally implement systems on top of it. Keep in mind that perfection is the enemy of progress and that you need only have the base data available to start creating value. But your end game requires a holistic view of a customer and the data that describes them and their relationship with you and your products. Currently, you must get your team in place and onboard them. Cross-divisional participation can work if the overarching executives are closely aligned and there is no conflict in their KPIs and incentive schemes. However, it adds another layer of complexity and drag to something that will produce enough pain without us adding more. You need to appoint a strong person who has a matrix competence that can own and add value to the entire data value chain. If you are serious about being successful, you must realize that this is a very meaty thing and it needs full-time resources allocated to it, whether they sit across your existing divisions or whether they concentrated in a center of excellence. You need a good storyteller who can relate the data to organizational goals, otherwise no one is going to participate. Once you have the internal resources and team in place, make sure that you take care of this unicorn of a person and be tolerant of failure, as long as the overall trajectory is upwards. You'll need to accept the fact that there will be failure and it is important to create a safe environment for this failure and throw away work as well. You can't have a rapid deployment of complicated functions and strategy without risk. Here, it's useful to create the guardrails to reduce the consequences of risk. These will look different for every business and every team. Then, you need to do the hard yards and integrate your marketing execution stack onto the distilled insights, and then we can really start talking. Mm, wow, thank you so much for this valuable information. It gives great context in how we need to set our objectives and goals up front before we choose the right automation technology that isn't too complex to execute campaigns and sets us apart from our competitors. If our listeners would like to read more on this topic, you can visit our Evolytic blog at www.evolytic.co.za forward slash blog. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Can't wait till next time. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.